you can't really reach your potential until you break, right? You, ha- you can't really reach your potential until you rip off all of that trauma from your childhood that is painting this narrative and story that we tell ourselves. And until we get below that, until we break to a point that we know that that no longer matters, that's not something we discover, that's something we encounter. Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast, brought to you by AmpCoil. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on this show, we discuss the common thread survivors share after walking through the fire, the practitioners making a difference, and the treatment modalities that deliver healing back into the hands of the people who need it most. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes. Because part of being human is being beautifully broken. We have an incredible show for you today. I've waited months for this one to hit the internet, and we're going to do a deep dive on the wine industry. My friends, the idea behind these guests and content and high vibration products is quality above all else. Being healthy does not mean you need to live like a hermit, but we're going to choose the food, movement, modalities that are going to love you back. So in this episode, perfect example, we get into the dark secrets of the wine industry, the 76 additives the FDA has chosen to keep off your favorite bottle of wine, why dry farm wines are on the approved list for a ketogenic diet, the definition of a natural wine, and how ending the day with the right beverage can upgrade your experience here on planet Earth. And finally, I want everybody to listen right to the end of the show, and I'm going to tell you how to get a bottle of dry farm wine for a penny. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. Our guest today on the show is Mr. Todd White, founder of Dry Farm Wines. Todd, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I'm super happy to be here looking out of the skyscraper in sunny San Francisco and have a lot to share with you about some dark secrets in the wine business. I couldn't be more excited. So we're on opposite coasts. I'm in New York City, and we are just broadcasting across this beautiful country with the magic of technology here. Can you just start it off with with an explanation of what is a dry farm wine? Well, dry farming, well, that's the name of our business. And I can tell you what what quantifications we have. But dry farming, just to start there, means grapes grown without irrigation. So grapevines have been living on the earth for over 10,000 years and were never irrigated until the 1970s. And so in the United States, over 99.9% of all grapevines are irrigated. Not true in Europe. In most of Europe, in fact, it's illegal to irrigate a grapevine. It's actually a crime. In these appellations that control growing practices very, very closely to protect the quality of the wine. So the only reason you irrigate a grapevine is because it produces higher yield and fruit that weighs more because it's filled with water. It might not surprise you. Irrigation is about money and greed. So the same thing that's happened in the wine business is the same thing that's happened in our food supply. It's been massive corporate consolidation. You don't know about it, right? It's very secret. But it's been massive corporate consolidation around money and greed. So at Dry Farm Wines, we sell what are called natural wines. 
and that's a confusing term to many people because they say, well, aren't all wines natural? Because that's what the wine industry wants you to believe. In fact, they're not. Let's talk about why they're not natural for a second, and then we'll come back to dry farm wines and our quantifications. The wines that you're seeing in your grocery store and almost every wine you see on a wine list or in a bottle shop is filled with chemicals and toxins, period, end of story. Now, you don't know that. You've been told drinking wine is healthy, but I'm telling you most wines are toxic. Now, what makes them toxic? Well, there's 76 additives approved by the FDA for the use in winemaking in the United States. 76 additives and some pretty nasty chemicals on that list, some very toxic chemicals that will kill you. Now, why don't you know about this? Why doesn't your audience know about these 76 additives? Because the wine industry has spent tens of millions of dollars in lobby money to keep contents labeling off of wine. So wine is the only major food product without a contents label. And that's not an accident. That cost the wine industry tens of millions of dollars to lobby against telling you the truth. So that's what's wrong with the wines that you're seeing in your store is that they're, they're manufactured in massive factories in Central California. Now, you don't know that I take everything I'm telling you here, including the list of additives. If you want to Google FDA wine additives, they're right there for you to see. Uh, everything I'm going to tell you about the wine industry and what's going on and the conspiracy and hypocrisy that they have created is all online. It's just nobody's really talking about it until we started talking about it, right? 52% of all the wines manufactured in the United States are made by just three giant companies, 52%. The top 30 companies make over 70% of all the wine produced in the United States. Now, here's why you don't know that. And then we'll go to dry farm wines. The reason you don't know this about this massive consolidation is that they want to keep it secret, right? Because they want to have you. So these multi-billion dollar slick marketing conglomerates hide behind tens of thousands of brands and labels, right? So what they want you to believe is that you're drinking from a farmhouse or from a chateau. When in, because that's what's on all the labels, right? When in fact, you're drinking from these massive manufacturing facilities in Central California. And so that's really what's happening in the wine business. But nobody's talking about it because these big marketing companies sell wine through stories, right? So you open up a magazine and you see a picture of two beautiful people enjoying wine out in a vineyard and, and you know, next to this little farmhouse or over a dinner table, some cheese, right? And that's how they sell wine. But in fact, may as well hook that hose right up to the factory, right? And put those toxins in your body. So we discovered all this quite by accident. I've been ketogenic for about five and a half years. And like most people, I started, I started a ketogenic diet to break through what I thought was a weight loss plateau at the time. I mean, I just had some nagging last few pounds. It was super successful from knocking that out, but in addition to that, the cognitive benefits and the energy benefits, and you know the many health benefits of restricting insulin and, and higher blood glucose and ketone bodies that not only are very effective in, in cancer treatment, but also they are just make you feel good, 
right? And so I stayed on. Hey, a dude, there's a there is a keto high. Yeah, there is for sure. And so I stayed ad- advanced on into really pretty extensive fasting practices. Now I only eat once per day. I've been on doing 24 hour, 23 hour intermittent fasting for about three years now, and uh, I do an extended fast uh, once per week and kind of super extended fast once every month or two. And so it's just been just been incredible. But on wine, dry farm wines, I discovered this natural wine revolution, this movement that was happening in Europe to return back to kind of the roots of winemaking, if you will. I discovered it quite by accident because I had been a lifelong wine drinker and I couldn't drink traditional wines anymore once I really went deep into ketosis and they were also taking me out of ketosis. Couldn't drink them. They're making me feel bad. I didn't really understand why. At first, I thought it was just the alcohol. See, American wines are very high in alcohol. They average almost 15% per bottle. Traditional wines are around 12% wine, around 12% alcohol. And we sell wines as low as 6% alcohol. So alcohol is a very dangerous neurotoxin, right? So, (laughs) yes, that's right. The wine guy just said alcohol is super, super dangerous, right? And it's very unhealthy for your brain unless the dosage is controlled. And so it's very important to, to, to drink lower alcohol wines, like the wine you have on the shelf behind you, which you got from us, from Austria, is, um, is 12% alcohol. And so we, we, we love wine. And like most people, I don't sit down and have a glass of wine. I sit down and have several, right? And so for that reason it's important to get the underlying amount of alcohol in the wine bottle down because you could have one glass of 15 percent wine but you're not likely to do that right well it's more fun to drink two or three and just slowly sip the experience it is that's the beauty of wine it is and so you want to keep the alcohol level down so and initially i thought i was feeling bad from alcohol so and then i was talking with a friend about it who's the smartest person i know in the wine business and i was asking him i was like you know i think i'm going to make a low alcohol wine how low can the alcohol get and still taste like wine? We talked about that. And he says, are you familiar with the low alcohol wines coming out of Europe? And I was like, no, never heard of them. So I go to the store in San Francisco, the big wine store, right, where they have, you know, the fancy wines. And I walk in, the place is very successful and uh, uh, super expensive place. I walk in, I was like, can you point me to, do, can you show me some low alcohol wines, right? And this guy looked at me like I had a third eye, right? So, you know, because <laughs> nobody comes in looking for lower alcohol wines. Yeah, you were probably the first. <laughs> yeah, they've never even thought in those terms. Right. So anyway, I, from there, I discovered the natural wine movement. Here's what a natural wine is. It is always farmed organically or biodynamically. Biodynamic is a prescriptive form of organic farming. It's just like, it's just a notch up from organic. So. They're always organically or biodynamically chemically free farmed. In our case, in almost all cases, they are also dry farmed. So there's no irrigation. They are, the third important fact is that they are fermented with wild native yeast. Now, that is indigenous to the vineyard where the grapes are grown. Now, this is a huge deal. Because commercial wines, including every use, everything you see in the store, commercial wines 
are fermented with genetically modified lab-grown commercial yeast. There's a reason for that. Two reasons. They're easier to work with. They're more sturdy. They've been genetically modified to be sturdy, right? These wild native yeast, and I'll tell you where those come from, the wild native yeast are very temperamental. They require coddling a bit, right? It's, 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 it's nature, right? These lab-grown robust yeast are easy to work with. So you can make lots of wine and not suffer from any risk of broken fermentations and things like that. The other thing that commercial yeast have been modified to do is withstand high alcohol environments, right? So a, a natural yeast will die off at around 14 or 14 and a half percent alcohol. It, it will die. And so you would then have to, that would break the fermentation and then you'd have to inoculate with more yeast. It's a very risky process for the winemaker. And the third reason is that these modified yeast can be purchased to have certain flavor profiles. So let's just say that you're growing grapes in Central California, but you want it to taste like an Italian wine, they have a yeast for that. Okay? So the, this is the reason that these, that these lab-grown yeast are used. Native yeast, yeast is on the skin. In fact, you mentioned seeing a video earlier with the Italian the Italian woman who's the wine, one of our winemakers, she talks about the yeast on the skin of the grape. So on the skin of every grape in the world is, is wild yeast. It collects through the air. But again, the first thing the commercial winemaker does is once they press the juice, they then use sulfur dioxide to kill the native yeast so they can inoculate it with this uh, lab-grown commercial yeast. Genetically modified yeast. Yeah. So we don't really know what that means from a health point of view because there's no studies on it. But what we do know is that when you drink natural wine, and I think you can attest to this, you feel better, right? I mean, I, I, I had been through a stage between 2007 and, and last year where I had never been able to tolerate one glass of wine. I would long for it, but I would go do it and the repercussions would be a horrible headache, or I just felt like I wanted to leave the party because I felt so brain foggy. And it wasn't until I got a hold of a case of Dry Farm, and I started sipping on a glass with a friend at dinner, and before I knew it, the bottle was gone. And immediately, I panicked because uh, I was worried about what would happen the next day. And I woke up, and I felt, not only was I not hungover, but I felt really good. It was like my body... My body had had a chance to let go of some level of stress or fear behind what would happen, you know, if I did let myself indulge a little bit. And it was just so cool. So I've been prophesizing this wine. It's real. It works. And it's the reason our business, I mean, we have this business exploded in the last several years because the wines, A, they taste better. B, you feel better. C, there's this sort of energy in the bottle. Because it's not been sterilized. We talked about this before the show just a bit. But what happens with commercial wines is that they are sterilized with a large dose of sulfur dioxide at bottling. And what that does is kill everything alive inside the bottle, right? Now, the reason you want to kill the wine, or as we like to say, mummify it, right? The reason you want to kill the wine is so that it's shelf sturdy and, you know, and it's, and it's dependable and it's very consistent. So it also gets McDonaldized, right? So this mummification and McDonaldization kills 
and makes this very stable commercial product, right? Well, natural wines are not like that at all. Natural wines have soul and life and living bacteria that are friendly to the gut microbiome. Can we go back to that frequency for a second, that vibration of the wine? You know, it's, it's almost, when you said that, it kind of queued up in my head. The first time I opened a bottle, my friend said, this, this reminds me of like, uh, it's got like a little bit of, like almost like a lift or a carbonation or a, a zing to it, where it does, it, it almost reminds me of like a, just a hint of if you were to have a sip of kombucha sometimes. I, it's very often like that, and it depends on the wine, but, but this is energy, this is energy, this living in the wine, right? And that's what real wine tastes like, and it, because it's not been killed. It's not been it's it's not been sterilized. So this is the soul and the energy that is inside the bottle. It's caught in there. It's like a magic energy. And also the buzz you get from it is different too. So the buzz I get if I drink a commercial wine is a very heavy, very heaviness on my head. You know, it's like I've been clubbed with a blunt object, right? It's it's just a heaviness. It's right here. It's right like in the front of your forehead. And and these wines, they're not like that. You get this lift, like this kind of, they make you more expressive and creative. And I'm not talking about getting super high. It's more than that. I'm talking about just like, there's just a lift. There's an energy in the bottle that you only find in natural wines because, again, they've not been sterilized. And so it's, and, and that's, and particularly when you're enjoying wine is usually the case with other people or another person. You know, when you get that lift, that explosion of creative expression and that availability to open your heart. This is a beautiful thing about wine and the right dosage of alcohol and this energetic feeling is that, you know, your heart opens a bit. We become more emotionally available, right? And so that window of vulnerability comes down just a bit. And then that's when magical things happen and love is created. I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about just the spirit of love, right? Anytime we can open up the door and our heart to flood more love and share that and become more available to other people, I mean, that's what, that's the life experience. That's it. That's it. And all, everything you're saying right now, you know, it's a very inspired, it's almost like there, there's no way that there isn't, um, I, I can only think about how these descriptors and the passion with which you talk about this wine how it plays, it's got to, this has to be woven into your company culture somewhere. Well, you may know from other podcasts or our company culture is completely, uh, completely unusual. So we begin the first day of every day, the first hour of every day together in meditation, right? That's how we start the day. And, and it's, you know, this is an extraordinary thing. We talk about love. We talk about community. We talk about open hearts and sharing our vision of a better way of life, a more natural way of life with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that we do who come in contact with our wine and also feel our energy and spirit, you know, and even in all of our email communications to hundreds of thousands of people, I mean, we always sign every email with love and gratitude, the Dry Farm Wines family. And then you've probably seen these emails, right? They're, they're wonderful. I, I literally, I was, 
it makes me want to be a part of the company. Every every person that I've talked to from ordering wine to setting up the podcast interview to you, everybody signed a very, very unique, heartfelt closing. Yeah, we usually say with love, you know, even on a even on an email, a business email. Because I think, look, humans, we are here to love and be loved and spread love. And listen, being broken is the time when we need love. And it's the time when 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 you know being broken, we talk about this a lot, not necessarily in exactly the same capacity that you think about it in terms of modalities and wellness, but our obstacles are the way, right? And so our resistance is how we gain understanding, right? I mean, we don't gain understanding from success. We gain understanding from difficulties, right? And so to feel is to know and to understand, right? And so we must raise the level of global consciousness to heal. And, and love is the basis of that consciousness. That's what we all want. And we got, for us, for dudes, for men, we need to rip off that mask of masculinity, right? This kind of fear-based set of expectations that were created in our childhood that make talking about things like love uncomfortable, right? And so once we graduate, and I'll tell you how you graduate is by being broken. When things go wrong, that's when you grow. And that's when you realize that none of that other shit matters, right? And what matters is to love, accept love, and be available to receive love, right? That, 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 and, and wine, I'm happy to report, is very helpful with that. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. You know, so how would, how would someone, if they're looking to, to dip their toe in the water and try a little dry farm wine, where would they go? Well, if, if they were going to buy wine from us, that would, let's, talk about, let's talk about accessing natural wine in general, whether they get it from us or not, right? I mean, we're the largest buyer and seller of natural wines in the world. And furthermore, with dry farm wines, we also lab test every wine independently. So not all natural wines meet our very strict purity and health standards, right? So we are doing a whole battery of tests on the wine, looking for pesticides, for mold. We're testing the actual alcohol. See, alcohol printed, the alcohol that's stated on a bottle of wine in the United States is not required by law to be accurate, right? And so it's usually rounded down, right? The alcohol is usually higher than what's stated on the bottle. So we test for alcohol. We also test for sugar, right? As being ketogenic, I'm also sugar-free or almost almost sugar-free, right? And so we think sugar is probably the most dangerous legal neurotoxin, you know, on the market. And so we're really rabidly against sugar. And we encourage people to be very careful with it. So we test for sugar. All of our wines are sugar-free. So we do this whole, we test for mold, like microtoxins, like ochratoxin A. This is not required for testing in the United States. So many wines in the United States have mold in them. Right. So we do this whole battery of tests. So you're only going to get our certification if you buy our wines. Right. And, and for this audience, I almost I almost I would feel safer pointing someone towards those screens 
that the wine had went through that process of screening because the last thing you want to do is to be dosed with a with a little um, extra okra toxin on the side or you know what I mean? You just don't need the extra mycotoxins. It's not necessary. Right. Glyphosate has also been found present in nearly all American wines tested that have been tested. Um, so glyphosate is the chemical ingredient in, or the active chemical in, in Roundup. So anyway, so the only way to get these standards of purity is by the wines that we have tested. But I don't I'm not here to sell dry farm wines. What I really want people to do is drink a cleaner, better, more natural product whenever they drink, right? Here's the problem. Natural wines are very hard to find. And so there are only a few hundred farms in the world who make them. And they're made in very small quantities. And so they're very difficult to find. You couldn't can find them in major markets like New York. You know, my favorite natural wine bar in New York is called Ten Bells. It's in the East Village, right? They sell 100% natural wines. There's probably 10 natural wine bars in New York City, right? Most of them. I'm going to go tonight. Ten Bells. Most of them are, are, most of them are, and my favorite natural wine restaurant in New York City is Wild Air on Orchard Street, also in the East Village. But that being said, the, the other thing about natural wine restaurants and, and bars where they where natural wine is the feature, the food is also on program, also organic, also, you know, it's an ethos, you know, so any, any place where their focus is around natural wine, the food is going to be focused around a natural product as well, because that's just the ethos of the place. So in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you'll be able to find just by searching for a natural wine bar, a natural wine restaurant. You'll, you'll get some search results for that. There's also an app that you can download on your smartphone called Raisin that is the natural wine app, which will also identify shops and restaurants and bars that sell natural wine. I'll drop that in the show notes. That's perfect. That being said, it's still, they're, they're quite rare and difficult to find. So naturally, our customers they get wines directly from us at dryfarmwines.com and we deliver it right to their doorstep, right? And so they're also super affordably priced for a handcrafted fine wine product. So they average around $25 a bottle um, and shipping is included in that, which is a really big deal because shipping wine is expensive because it's, it's perishable. It has to be under temperature control. And then it also is very heavy, right? And so shipping is included with that. So for a fine handcrafted wine product, that's actually very affordable. So it's not like they're super expensive or out of reach. For people who care about their health, like you and I, I'm willing to spend a little more for a high quality product to know what I'm putting in my body. The other thing that's really, and the reason that we're endorsed by virtually every health leader in the planet, and everybody you know, and they're all on over a thousand endorsements from leading health figures. And even last year, we were recommended in over 50 books, most of them New York Times bestsellers. And so the, 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 the reason that I think this has been so prevalent is because this is not marketing spin. This is how we live. This is our life, right? I mean, we're health fanatics, biohackers, this is who we are. 
right? We're not, we're not spending some kind of marketing story. You know, we started this company to solve a problem. And then we started telling a whole bunch of people how to solve a problem they didn't know they had, right? Except in some cases, like people like you who couldn't drink wine, but there's lots of other people who can drink it, but didn't realize how bad it was making them feel because that's what they just thought wine did to them, right? Well, people rarely have an idea what baseline actually is, I find today. And once they do get clean, once you get you know, the breads and the sugars and the excessive beer out of your diet, you know what it feels like to function on 10 cylinders. Right. Well, most people don't know that, right? And, and even, with their, even for the people who are dialed into a healthier lifestyle and they're drinking wine on a regular basis, they don't really know yet how wine is really making them feel until they stop drinking it and start drinking something that's natural, right? So anyway, that's the only place to get our wines is directly from us online. We don't sell to restaurants or retailers. So the only way you can get it is from dryfarmwines.com. Beautiful. Well, I actually have a, uh, I have an affiliate link for Freddie Set Go, which is my site. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So people will be able, people will be able to go over there and, uh, and like I said, dip their toe in the water and try a little bit. Todd, I, I can't say how appreciative I am of you just spending this time with our audience and just letting us just, just be introduced to the product and the science and the passion and I'm just, I'm just, I really am. I'm very, I'm very um, appreciative that you've shared with us your passion for this wine because it's infectious. And every time I've heard you speak on it, it becomes, it's like this reverent experience. So I'm so excited to share it with my audience. Well, it's, you know, that comes from inside the heart and the spirit because it's, and when you speak the truth and you know the truth, and you believe in the truth, you, you know, you're very passionate about spreading that message and, and helping people. When we're really in the business of helping people, we talk about this all the time. We're really in the health business, right? So we're in the health food business. We just happen to sell wine, right? And so that's that, our passion, our ethos is helping people live a well-lived life, right? The design of a well-lived life. And you know, that includes meditation and cold thermogenesis. I mean, nothing like a cold shower to start your day, right? Loaded that right into this interview. And uh, so it's like, you know, but finishing your day should be about opening your heart with that magic energy that is natural wine. And so that's kind of how we, you know, we begin our day with, you know, we begin our day with meditation and, and, and softness. And, you know, as we prepare for the peace and present moment of the beginning of the day. But then, you know, in the evening, we like to turn the volume up just a little bit, right? Uh, the volume of love, I should say, right? Crack that heart center open a little bit. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So I ask everybody a couple of questions when we go out, we exit the interview, number one, and I know you're going to be able to kill this question. So, so Todd, what does it mean to you to be beautifully broken? Oh, wow. Um, for me, you know, I, I think of, I think of like wabi-sabi, right? Which is Japanese term to describe, you know, these beautiful things of imperfection, right? And so everything that is broken is really beautiful. It's just, it's just a different view. And again, we talked about this earlier, but you can't really reach your potential until you break, 
right? You ha- you can't really reach your potential until you rip off all of that trauma from your childhood that is painting this narrative and story, right? That we tell ourselves. And until we get below that, until we break to a point that we know that that no longer matters, right? And that's, that doesn't, that's not something we discover. That's something we encounter. And we encounter that from falling down into a dark, deep, Place. And from that resurrection is something that comes that shines in beauty. And, and I think for me, the, the, the meditation is the key to tapping into that inner light that we can find ourselves and our true purpose. But again, until we break, until we find that place of granular authenticity that is your birthright innocence until you find that which is almost always for most of us the result of something breaking and breaking in a very dark way that's when we find that that moment of light and i think meditation allows us to tap into it and sort of make it brighter and listen to its quiet silence that allows us to to really move forward Maybe that answered your question. I, I, we can't say anything else after that. We've just got to, we've got to let that drift into the ether. That was just beautiful, man. I really appreciate it. Just, just a heart, a heartfelt thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. I hope we'll do it again. Peace. Peace. As promised, team, thanks for sticking through to the end. I'm so proud of you. What a show. You can claim your first bottle of Dry Farm Wine by going to dryfarmwines.com forward slash Go. The link will be in the show notes, and they're going to give you a bottle, your first bottle with your first order for a penny. Trust me, the reds are everything. This episode of the Beautifully Broken Podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, Amp Coil. Upgrading the vibrations of hearts, minds, and bodies all over the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show today, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and grab a download, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Google Play. We're everywhere. That really helps the show, and it gives a virtual thumbs up that we are doing it right. If you want to connect with me, shoot me a message on Instagram at freddysetgo or freddysetgo.com. And that is it for today. Our closing, the world's hurting. We need you at your very best. So take the steps today to always be upgrading. And remember, while life is pain, putting the fractured pieces back together, mm, it's a beautiful process. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel. This is the Beautifully Broken Podcast. Namaste. Namaste.